Welcome to one more edition of Politics Done Right. My name is Egberto Willis. Today we are honored to have Mira Weinstein with us. She is the founder and organizer in chief of Organizing to Win. Uh, anytime I hear organizing or organizing with the word win, that's what it's all about. Welcome to Politics Done Right. Mira, how are you doing today? Good. It's nice to meet you. I'm Mira Weinstein. Oh, I'm sorry. For, I, I, I sorry for saying oh, it well, wrong. If you speak Mi Spanish, it's like Mira, yeah. Mira. Mira. Well, hablo español, so it's Mira Weinstein. Okay. All right, Mira. First of all, tell us a little bit about what got you into founding an organization, organizing to win. Well, you know, my whole background is in organizing and political campaigns. And so there was a period where I was looking for my next opportunity, figuring out what I was going to do next. And I was interviewing, I was researching, I was networking, I was meeting with people and um, nothing really fit. It just, it, it just, nothing really seemed to be right. And uh, I had a particularly weird meeting at the end of 2019. It wasn't bad. It was just kind of, you know, weird. And I walked out of that meeting thinking, first of all, I don't want to do that. Second of all, why am I killing myself? What I really want to do is help bring people together to build power. And whether I do that with one organization or whether I do that um, with lots of organizations, it doesn't matter. That's what I want to do. And so that's how Organizing to Win was born, because well, I had this view that I wanted to bring people together to build power. Now, Mira, you worked uh, under, or rather during the Dukakis campaign, uh, you worked on that years ago. Um, did that influence and, you know, all that went wrong in that campaign, did that, did that have an influence on you uh, stating maybe we needed to do things a little bit different to reach the people we needed to reach? Because, as you know, uh, Dukakis' loss wasn't really because of what he represented, but because of what others sort of imparted on him to represent. Well, I was 18 at the time. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. It was the I get I get what she uh, she is young audience. <laughs> <laughs> well, not that young, but okay, thanks. Um, well, you know, the first time I knocked on a door was 1988 during mm -hmm. that campaign, right? And you know, at the time, I thought um, I thought a lot of things. I was the only person in America who thought Michael Dukakis could win. I did. <laughs> okay, well, then two of us thought he could okay. win. Yeah. Um, but I also thought that if we could just elect all the right people, we could solve all our problems. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you've noticed, but none of those things happened. True. Um, uh, and so I I started to, I did a lot of different things. You know, I worked with feminist activists at the National Organization for Women on these huge national mobilizations. And I start my my theory of change, so to speak, started to evolve. You know, I worked with union members on building stronger unions. And I worked with gun violence prevention activists. And I worked with teachers and former teachers who were who were fighting for organize uh, for educational justice in their communities. And my my theory of change started to evolve where I started to think, Yes, we need to elect all the right people. We need to pass the right laws. We need to have the right leaders. But we really need to do more than win. 
um, we need to build power. You know, I was talking with one of my sort of formational organizing bosses. She was the first uh, first supervisor I ever had in actual organizing instead of political campaigns. And so I was talking to her about the difference between organizing and mobilizing. Mm-hmm. And she said, she thought about it for a second. She said, organizing is transformational. Where And I sort of understood what she meant at that time. So we have to win, right? We have to elect all the right Mm -hmm. people. We have to pass the right laws. We have to have the right leaders in place. And we have to do more than win. With the... Mira, I mean, I love what you just said because... Earlier today on my on-air program, KPFT 90.1 FM uh, show, Politics and Right, a caller called in. First of all, uh, an initial caller called in and spoke about those people uh, that simply have given up on voting. And uh, it was specific. He was specific to black men not voting. And, uh, you know, a, a black guy called in and he said, yes, he was talking to me. And yes, I don't see the value in voting anymore because, you know, uh, we don't really get a choice on who to elect. Here's what you've just said to us. You've said, wait a minute, it's not just enough to elect the people, the right people. There is more. And I was trying to explain to the uh, to the young man that there was more. And I think that is what you're alluding to as far as organizing above and beyond the elected is am I am I did I get that right at all? I think so. I, I think about political campaigns as mobilizing. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a, a a friend who is a longtime organizer who is really brilliant, and he says you have to organize before you can mobilize. And so, yeah. organizing is this sort of intangible, squishy, abstract thing in some ways where I think about the definition of organizing is bringing people together to build power. And when those people are together, when we have consensus, when we trust each other, when we have relationships with each other, we can move together to mobilize. Right, right. You know, it's interesting, Mira, because, um, and this this is for the wrong cause, but it's exactly what you're talking about. If you look at the consistency of, let's say, the Trump voter, the ones that he can do no wrong for, there is a strong trust among that group as well as trust, even to a person that isn't trustworthy. But they're exhibiting all the things that you would like to see simply, however, on the correct side of values. I think so. It's tough to it's tough to make that shift, right? Hard to put myself in those shoes. I know. And I think that there's something special and different about that group of folks. And and I haven't quite figured out what it is. It's you know, I think that there was similar um following mm-hmm. to Obama. Mm-hmm. But you know, of course, I'm an Obama supporter, so I think it's different, right? Right. So it's hard to to be. Uh, I'm not sure there is any such thing as objectivity. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to sort of put myself in the shoes of someone who thinks about 
following Donald Trump the way that many of us follow Obama, right? right. It's hard to make that equivalency. Um, well, I think you answered that already, though. I mean, if you take a look at narrative, right? The narrative that these guys, and, you know, I get Trumpists that call into my program. And, you know, I am very respectful in, in the way I deal with them. But one of the things that they have, all of them, they have a narrative. And it's a narrative that plays to their culture, a narrative that plays to their beliefs, a narrative that, and, you know, when Obama came into power or, or when Obama started his, uh, uh, what, what was the phrase again? Uh, uh, you know, we are who we're, we've been looking for and that th those sort of things. It is something that we could hold on to and it felt real, right? To those people, you know, it feels real. And you're organizing, when you talk about organizing to win, it's generating that narrative, in my opinion, at least, to those, even including those who have a false narrative. How can you bring that to them? You know, I think about this in a couple of ways. It, and it's it, the easiest way to talk about it is in terms of elections, even though elections are really more a mobilization than an organization organizing. But I think that there are elements of organizing that we can bring into traditional politics. And I started to think about this. Um, this is sort of a long-winded answer to your question, but it's how I think about it. I started to think about this um, after the 2018 midterms. Mm -hmm. Um, I helped turn uh, one of the, at least one of the Orange County, California districts blue in 2018. And then Orange in the general, County, wow. <laughs> yeah, well, we could talk a long time about that. I also, you know, in 2018, I worked with um, a gun violence prevention organization on a member engagement campaign. Mm -hmm. um, and But after that election, I was talking with someone who was also involved in one of those, the flipped districts. Mm -hmm. And she was telling me, you know, we have all these fabulous volunteers who want to keep going, but we don't have anything for them to do. Oh, and I was oh, like, oh, dude, oh, <laughs> there's always yeah. something to do. But it got me to thinking because I thought, you know, in 2018, there were folks who voted for Democratic U.S. House candidates mm -hmm. because they didn't like to see children in cages. Mm -hmm. They're not going to be with us on gun violence. They're not going to be with us on on certain issues. Right. But they didn't like to see kids in cages. And I, I thought to myself, you know, those people are not ours forever. Mm -hmm. But that's because we don't have a relationship with them. Amen. Right? Yes. And if we could apply some kind of relationship building, you know, traditional organizing tactics to these uh, communities, then we may be able to shift them. So I was thinking about that and kind of spinning up the organizing campaign in my mind and talking with another friend of mine, a friend of mine who's been really instrumental in the shift that Orange County has made. Mm -hmm. I was talking to him about this and he said, well, that's right. And there are also folks that we're not talking to, and that's why they're not involved. And so I was thinking about that as you were telling the story of the caller, because there's also a community of people that that we're just not talking to, mm -hmm. right? And so, and because they don't vote because we don't have a relationship with them, right? So why should they? There's been a 50 year campaign to convince 
many, many communities of people that politics is just not about you. Oh, don't worry about it. Politics isn't about you. And we're not talking to them, right? So why should they vote? Of course, they're not going to engage with us because we're not talking to them. And so it's these two communities of voters or potential voters that we're not talking to, that we have no relationship with, right? And that's the basis of organizing is when you build a relationship, you can move into action together. And we don't have relationships with these folks. So I've, you know, there's a, the, I think there's a whole lot of things we can do to move some of the tactics of traditional organizing to communicate and engage with, you know, these two different kinds of communities broadly defined. You know, Mira, that actually is not a long-winded answer. That was the perfect answer. And and the reason why is the, the, the way you ended, the magical portion is we don't have a relationship with them. With, those, with that young woman uh, who told you, I have all these people with nothing to do, they have a lot to do building mm-hmm. relationships. And there's an interesting thing. Because I'm in Kingwood, a very red district, uh, probably much redder than what Orange County used to be. And uh, it turns out here in Texas that if we take a look at how the, 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 the mixture of the church and the social organizations get together to nurture these uh, people to the right, to nurture them with things that are not really in their best interest, but they feel the love, you know, they feel the love. So they follow the love. So I think you nailed it. And with organizations like yours, uh, understanding that, because what we have, in my opinion, and you tell me if you you think I'm wrong or not, is we have a lot of, and people don't like when I say this, but we have a lot of elitist organizations in Washington that seem to believe they know how to talk to somebody in Idaho or Orange County or, or Harris County in the redder areas, et cetera. But they don't. But those are who get paid. Uh, to to come with the analysis, and then a Mira Weinstein uh, is trying to build funds for organizing to win, have to go scratch to be able to do what she just proved needs to be done. So, well, you know, let's be clear. I'm not the only one who has this brilliant no, idea. No, 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 no. I understand, uh, and I, I wasn't trying to imply that. I'm trying to say I know a lot of organizations like yours that are doing the the necessary work. To go out there and and do exactly what you said, right? But again, they need the recognition, they need the funding, they need all all these types of actions to get truly get moving. Yeah, Mira, uh, look, give me a closer. Tell me what I should have asked you that I didn't. Tell me something that you wanted us to cover more in detail. Let's close this baby out. I think we can't be afraid to talk about power. You know, power is neutral. And sometimes we get hung up or intimidated out of talking about power. Yet power is the ability to act. And if what we want to do is build inclusive, equitable communities, we need to talk about power. Not power over, but power with. And so that the, the meaning of organizing is bringing people together to build power together, right? And the key words being people together in power. 
Um, and so I think that if we could, if we have that opinion or that perspective on power, we're not afraid to build it because it's power with, not power over. Mira Weinstein, founder and organizer of Organizing to Win. Thank you so kindly for having been on Politics and Right. Please keep up that great work that you're doing. Well, thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. It was a, a great opportunity to talk about the things I love most. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.